what you're thinking. And if you're not thinking according to the word of God, this is how you're going to live. This is how people are going to perceive you. This is the perception that you're getting and people are getting from you. This is why it's so important, y'all, to get into the word, not just get into it, but allow the word to get in you. And the more the word get on the inside of you, that's the way you're going to live. That's the way you're going to be. And nobody don't have to tell you how to live or tell you how to be. This is just who you are. Amen. So, Father, we thank you for the word of God, the word of life, which is coming forth on today with demonstration and with power, God. We thank you for the Holy Spirit, who is our helper, who is our teacher, the one that leads us and guides us into all truth, the one that reveals the truth back unto us, God, that you have said unto us. Holy Spirit, we welcome you in this place. And Holy Spirit, I cannot do this without you. So I thank you that the word is a lamp unto my feet and is a light unto my path. And the interest of the word today gives us light, gives us understanding. Thank you, Father, for the spirit of wisdom and revelation knowledge of you on today. Thank you that our eyes of our heart is being enlightened today as we get into the word of God, the word of life. I thank you that as I open my mouth, you have already filled it with truth. I thank you right now, Father God, that I have been crucified with Christ and it's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lived in in me. So you shall get all the glory. You shall get all the honor. You shall get all the praise through this word on today. Father, it is not about me. It was never about me. It was about what you have already done through your son, Jesus Christ. So me, myself, and I take a back seat on today. And I thank you for using me as your instrument, as your vessel to deliver your word unto your people. God, it is an honor. It is a privilege to be an ambassador unto you today to bring forth your word because it's not my word. It is your word. And you tell me, God, because I know that is your word, that your word will work effectually in me because I believe that is your word and it's not man's word. So we thank you, God, that is your word on today, God. It's not by might nor by power, God, but it is by your spirit on today, God. So we thank you, God, that we receive your word in Jesus' name. We receive it because we believe it, God. And God, even though, God, we yet believe, God, you are still faithful to your word, God. You are a faithful God. You are a good God. You are a covenant-keeping God. You are a promise-keeping God. You are a miracle-working God. So we thank you, God. God, we don't praise you to get anything. We praise you because we know what we already have. So we praise you on today. And we glorify you in Jesus' name. God, we thank you. And God, I bind pride in this room. Right now in the name of Jesus. For you said you resist the proud. But you give grace unto the humble. So Father, I thank you, God. That you are high and you're lifted up in this place on today, God. We honor you and glorify you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Turn with me in your Bibles to Genesis, the second chapter. 
Come on, we're in the beginning. Genesis, it shouldn't take you long to get there. If it's taking you that long, it's taking you that long because you don't have a Bible. Or it's taking you that long because you haven't even opened your Bible to know where Genesis is. (laughs) Amen. Genesis chapter 2, verse 1. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them. And on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had made, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work, which he had made. And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because that in it he had rested from all of his work, which God created and made. I want to read this again. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them. And on the seventh day God ended his work, which he had made, And he rested on the seventh day from all of his work, which he had made. And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because that in it, he had rested from all his work, which God created and made. I'm going to read it again. Thus, the heavens and the earth were finished and all the host of them. And on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had made. And he rested on the seventh day from all his work, which he had made. And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because that in it he had rested from all his work, which God created and made. Have the light come on yet? I want to talk about resting in what God has already done. Resting in what God has already done. When we look at that first verse and the second and the third, we look at finish, end it, rested. 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 And then he threw in there, which God have made, which God have made, which God have made. Y'all don't get it? Finish, end it, rested. Finish, end it, rested. Finish, end it, rested, which God has made. Finish, end it, rested. Finish, end it, end it, rested, which God has made. That means it's done. It's complete. It is finished. When God finished, he ceased his work. He rested because it was finished. He didn't have to go back and do it all over again. So I'm com- I have come to tell you today, quit trying to do something That's already done because that's why you're so tired. That's why you're so weary. That's why you're so stressed out because you're trying to make something work that's already finished, that's already ended, that's already complete, that God have already ceased it. So why are you still working? Look at your neighbor. Say it's finished. It's It's ended. ended. You can rest. It's finished. It's ended. You can rest. Say it's finished. It's ended. You can rest. Say you ain't got it yet. It's finished. It's ended. You can rest. I don't know about y'all, but my rest is in him. It ain't in me because if it was in me, I would never rest. I would be weary. 
And when we look at rest, I don't know about you, when, when I go to bed and I know I have accomplished everything that I need to do in that day, I can go to bed and rest in what's already done. I don't have to toss. I don't have to turn. I don't have to have everything in my head worrying about how I'm going to start tomorrow because I know I have finished it. I have completed it. It is done, and I don't have to go back and do it the next day. I can use my husband with, with cutting yards and stuff like that. He'll line up what he have to do, his, all his yards that he have to cut, and his mind is made up. This is what he's going to do. So at the end of the day, he can rest. He can rest because he completed what he made a decision that he was going to do. So he don't have to sit, lay down, and think about where do I start off at tomorrow because what I had planned to do in that day, it is finished. I don't have to go back and do it again. But our rest is in God. Because let me tell you something, y'all. If you're taking rest in you, you will fail. If you're taking rest in your ability, what you can do or how you can do it, you already failed. See, now that we are in Christ, it's not about us. It's all about what he has done. I want you to grab hold to it. Now that you're in Christ, you're no longer your own. It's not about what you can do or how you can do it. Your ability to do anything comes through him, not through you. God uses you to get things done, but the way they are done and they are complete is through him. This is why when we go on our jobs, we don't go on our jobs working for man. We go on our job working for God. That means that whatever I find my hands to do, with whatever job I'm doing, I'm doing it unto him. That's when I know it is finished. It has ended. I can rest. Why? I go in and rest. I come out and rest because I'm doing it unto God and I'm not doing it unto man. So when you go on a job and you're doing it trying to please man, you're going to be tired. You're going to be frustrated. You're going to be sick. You're going to be worn out because with man, it's never enough. But when you go in with the attitude of saying, I have come in this place to bring the kingdom, let thy kingdom come, thy will be done on this job, then you will see things being completed. You will see things come to a rest. This is why we have to understand what God was doing in the beginning. We know that he's Elohim. God is the creator, and I want y'all to catch this. God is a self-existing God. Some people say, like the atheist, that there is no God. That is just stupid. Because if you look up, man didn't create the heavens. Man didn't create birds. They didn't create this earth. Man could not do it. So that's why creation lets us know that there is a God. His name is Jehovah, the self-existing one. Means that he exists alone. He is Elohim. He is the creator. He's the maker of all things. Matter of fact, he made you. Man didn't make you. Man can't fix you. Only thing man can do is do a repair of you. But when Elohim come in, the one who is your maker, the one who is your redeemer, this is why we can say, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. When you know that you have been redeemed, when you know that you have been purchased outside of what you have done, every day you saying so 
know you've been redeemed and the price has been paid. See, the problem with us, we're trying to make up with somebody to make it right. I'm here to tell you the day that you accepted Jesus, he already made it right before you accepted him. If you're waiting on acceptance from a man, a woman, a child, a doctor, a lawyer, a teacher, or whoever, guess what? You'll never get it. But if you know that you have been accepted in the beloved, and you've been adopted, you have been engrafted in outside of you and what you've done, I'm here to tell you, he wiped the slate clean. He paid for past, present, and future sins. It don't matter what you've done yesterday. It don't matter even what you're thinking about doing today. The blood of Jesus cleansed it. So if the blood of Jesus cleansed it, ask your neighbor, why are you throwing it up in my face? See, I'm going to tell you why. Because you don't know Jesus like I know Jesus. Because when you know about him, you're going to be about it. And you're going to know it ain't about what I done or what you done or what they can do. It's about what he's already done. When we know these things, we don't keep going back through these things because when you keep going back to the past, you can't move forward to what God has already done. The enemy know if I can keep you there, I'm keeping you in bondage. I'm keeping you in lockdown. You can't have what I have given you even though it's yours because your mindset is not right. So this is why we have to understand today that we got people serving the same God but are not coming together the way we need to come together because people really don't know who they are and what they have in him. You have a divided house and a divided house will not stand. This is why we have to be on one accord to get everything that God has already provided. So I want you to understand in Genesis, and we always talk about Genesis, but you got to understand everything is sitting right there in Genesis that'll take you through the whole Bible. Right there in that first and second chapter, it will take you through the whole Bible to get you through what you're going through. Because the Bible says that there, the heaven, there was no heaven, no earth. It was darkness. It was void. Some of y'all right now in your life feel a void in your life. You're feeling like your life is empty. It's still not complete. You may be married. You may not be married. You may have money. You may not have money. You may have a car. You may not have a car. You may have a nice home. You may not have a nice home. You might live in a one-bedroom apartment, but for some reason, you're feeling an emptiness. You're feeling a void in your life. And you said, I don't understand. I'm not sick. I'm not broke. But why do I still have this void? The void that you have is because you haven't truly made a connection with God. When you truly make a connection with him, no matter what's going on in your life, I don't care if it's toe up from the floor up. You ain't looking at how toe up it is. You're looking at who you are now that you're in Christ. That's not who I am. This is who I am. I am a new creation. All things have passed away. It say have passed away. That's past tense. Behold, all things 
new. So you got to see yourself for who you really are now that you are in Christ. Y'all, I'm telling you, this teaching today is going to transform your life. If you have not caught hold to these teachings, please catch hold today. Because you're sitting in a place of being stagnant and you're not moving forward because you ain't grabbing hold to what God has already given you. And my prayer today is that you grab hold, that you don't miss it, that you come out of self and you be who you are in him. Tyson, stand here, baby. Calvin, stand there. Brother Willie, stand here. I want to tell you something. I want you to grab hold today. And I guarantee you, if you grab hold today, whatever you come in here today with, the darkness is going to be transformed into light. I want you to hear me today. Whatever you come in here with today, if you grab hold to this teaching, the darkness is going to be transformed into light. Brother Willie, spread out a little bit for me. Okay, there you go. We went over this before, but I want you to grab hold. We see that there was darkness upon the face of the deep, right? That means that there was nothing there. It was empty. But Elohim was going to step in on the scene. How much y'all to know about Elohim stepping in on the scene? Not only Elohim, but he had some helpers, y'all. He had the Father, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. All three of them are one, but they were there to step in on what was going on with the heavens and the earth. They were all there in unity. They were all there on one accord to do a work. And all of them had a part that they had to do. The Father. Here he is, God the Father. So what God the Father did, he was there. And then you have the Spirit of God brooding, waiting for the Word of God, which is, y'all better hear me, which is Jesus. You got to have the Word for the power of God to come in. Without the Word, you ain't going to have the power. Without the Word, you ain't going to have the power. So the Father, he already knew what he wanted to happen. But God knew this is not going to happen with the works of my hands because I'm a spirit. Y'all better hear me. I'm a spirit. So God said, I'm going to have to speak those things that be not as though they were. The only thing I got to do is use my mouth. I don't have to use my hands. I just need to use my mouth. Already got in my heart the way I want it to be. Y'all better hear what I'm saying today. It's already deep down on the inside. But I got to bring it on the outside because I already have a visual evangelist of how it should be. But I have to speak it and that's when the word come in. So God began to say, let there be light. Which was the word and the Holy Spirit came in and released the power for light to be. And God began to speak what he wanted to be. The word, there go the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit released it. So God did the earth the way he wanted to be. You have the Father here. You have the Son here. 
You have the Holy Spirit here, right here. This is your spirit, y'all. Your spirit is full of everything you need to live a godly life here on this earth. I want y'all to understand this. Your spirit ain't missing nothing. Nothing. You have healing. You have deliverance. You have the fruit of the spirit. You have the power of the spirit. You have everything you need. Prosperity, joy, peace. Everything you need is right here. You have resurrection power right here on the inside of you. But the problem is it has to go from here to here. And the reason why it's not reaching here, because there is no renewing of the mind. So until the mind get renewed, you got all of this power. You got all of this goodness. You got all of this mercy, all of this loving kindness, just waiting to be released. Because you are born again. Meaning from above and not from this earth. That means the earth cannot help you because the earth here is part of the world. You have come to give life unto a dying world. And you can't give no life if you don't know who you are and who you belong to. You belong to the creator and maker of all things. His name is Elohim. His name is righteousness. His name is peace. His name is joy. His name is the great I am that I am. His name is living water. His name is rose of sharing. His name is prince of peace. He got names, y'all. His name is the good shepherd. His name is Banner. His name is Sure Defense. His name is Rock of Ages. Come on, somebody. His name is the door. Come on. His name is Promise Keeper. His name is Waymaker. His name is Miracle Worker. His name. Come on, when you know his name, you begin to call on that name. Come on, he said you can be. You got to call on him. Come on. There is power in that name. And when you know that name and you call on that name, it's power that comes through that name. We have everything in that name. But we act like we have nothing because we're calling on every name except that name. See ya. I'm a pause because I need there's power in the name of Jesus. There is power in that name. Come on, and he's at work. God gave you a promise. He said, you ain't going to leave today the 
It's already a done deal. It's already done. It's already done. It's already done. Just let it go, Phyllis. Just let it go. Just let it go. Hallelujah. Come on, fresh wind has come in this house. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. God, we give you glory. Glory, God. There is power. In that name. Hallelujah. Glory, God. Hallelujah. Come on, there is power. Hallelujah.
God had already had a plan of redemption because God loved you just that much. So God was calling those things, y'all, that be not as though they were. And then when you get to everything that God made, I want you to think about this. After he made it, he told what he made, what he wanted them to do. Understand this. You can't just make something and not tell that something what you want it to do or to just sit there and do. Y'all ain't got it yet. Come on. You just can't take the word, Calvin, and not speak the word because by taking it, you got to speak it to see action from it. But what do we do? We take the word. We sit on the word. We don't meditate on the word. That's why you ain't getting nothing from the word. When you get the word down in you, it's like a fire. Shut up in your bones. And you can't be still. Because every time you open your mouth, that fire comes out. Because it's in your bones. Come on, that's why the Bible said the word is quick, it's powerful, it's sharper than any two-edged sword. It is piercing the joints, the marrow, that's that fire. And it is what? Separating between the soul and the spirit. And it's a discerner of thoughts and know the intents of your heart. So this is the real you. This is the part of you that got born again. This is your spirit. Your born again spirit. And the Bible said that you are his workmanship. And being that you were his workmanship created in Christ Jesus, you were created, y'all, in righteousness and true holiness. So God wants you to see the real you, who you are. That's where the meditation come in at. See, all you need, you already have. Everything you need, you have. But now you got to look into the spiritual mirror. You got to look in the word of God so you'll know who you really are. Some of y'all don't know who you really are. When you look in the mirror, you're seeing you. But when you look in the mirror, the word of God, you should see him. If you're still seeing you, you ain't look deep enough. The word ain't got rooted and grounded enough. But the more you meditate on the real you, that's why the Bible said, be not conformed to this world. Meaning that now that I'm born again, I can't pattern myself after the world. I can't be adapted to the customs of the world. Check this. You are in the world, but you're not of the world. Look at your neighbor say, you in it, but you're not of it. So quit acting like it. Say, you're in it, but you're not of it. So quit acting like it. So be not, he said, be not. This is a command. See, this is a problem. Saints, saints being set apart ones. This is the problem with us saints, with us Christians. We confess with our mouth. And we say we believe in our heart. Because believing with the heart is what brings you salvation. That's what brings the confession. So we'll confess that out, but that's all we do. 
It's more than just making a confession. It's getting into the word of God and knowing who you really are. You got a new identity. This is why Paul says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. He says, a life that I now live in the flesh. Y'all still living in the flesh. I live by the faith of the son of God who loved me and died for me. So it ain't based on me no more. It's based on him. So see, me, which is that body, is way down there. But I ain't looking at that no more. I'm looking in this direction. My focus is on who I am now that I'm in him. So I'm not going to be conformed to this world. I'm going to be transformed, changed. That's what transform means, change, by the renewing of my mind. That means my mind has to be made new. This is what became new was your spirit, y'all. This is the real you. The spirit is sealed. It is vacuum packed. Devil cannot touch your spirit. He can't touch what belonged to God. This is why I get tired of people saying they're demon possessed. They cannot have kingdom in them and be demon possessed. You cannot serve two kingdoms. You have to let go of one and come to the other. It can't be two kingdoms in one body. So you cannot be demon possessed because evil can't touch your spirit. It's over here in your soul oppressing you. Depressing you. And it's going to keep doing that until you know who you are in Christ. Some people say, I know who I am. But when you know who you are, you will rest in who you are. Rest me. I ain't getting weary. Over my well-doing. Because in due season. Come on, y'all say it's my due season. I'm going to reap. Here's the thing. If I faint not. You're fainting. Before the, you making a connection with who you are. So I am transformed and changed by the renewing of my mind. Let's just stop here. Let's just cut it out. People don't want to renew no more. You want a quick fix. And renewing takes more than just in and out the word. Renewing takes some meditation too. A renewing takes a studying too. See, because when you renew, this is what the Bible said. You are transformed and changed by the renewing of your mind. Then you prove. You can't prove nothing what the will of God is until you renew your mind. You still living like everybody else because you ain't renewed yet. Remember, this is the real you. The spirit has everything you need, y'all. The spirit have the same power that raised Jesus from the dead right here. The same power. Y'all know how we talk about he died, he was buried, and he rose. The power that rose, rose him is in you. That same resurrection power is in you that will raise a dead body. 
This is why you got to connect to the spirit, get into your word, know who you are so you can be transformed and changed. So when things come up in your life, you can connect to the spirit. When you connect to the spirit, the spirit flow directly through you and the body begin to live like the spirit and not like the world. If people are still living outside of who you are, that's because you ain't been transformed yet. That's because you ain't been changed. Because once you really get transformed and changed, nobody have to keep telling you what to do and how to do it. And you don't have to keep working for what you do. You can rest in what's already been done. Too many of y'all are working. You're supposed to rest. So after God created everything, y'all check this out. He told the earth what he wanted the earth to do. He told the earth. He said, bring forth. He told the earth what to bring forth. After he got everything like he wanted, man was the last thing he made. Why? He said, because you're going to be the one that rule and reign over everything that I created and made. Y'all should be giving God glory. That he chose you to rule over his creation. So after God did everything, y'all, and created everything, the Bible says it was finished. And that's why God said he rested. That's why it was an end to it. And that's why it was a Sabbath day. I'm going there. God created the Sabbath day on the seventh day because seven means complete. Finish, ended, rested. Meaning that it's complete. And the reason why he used the Sabbath day is just to remind them that you can cease because it is complete. The Sabbath day was foreshadowing what was yet to come, which was Jesus. Jesus fulfilled the Sabbath. So it means that we can rest in him and God ain't got no particular day. Ain't no particular day. Well, you don't do nothing on this day. You don't cook and clean. You ain't got revelation knowledge on what God done. You ain't got none. Because every day is a day of rest in him. You don't just pick one day and say, I ain't doing nothing. I'm resting in God. That's baloney. Every day is a day of rest when you know what he done. Come on, that's why Jesus came and said, man, you're going to leave your ox in the ditch. You're going to pull him out and you ain't going to get this man healed. I'm the Sabbath. No revelation of the word leave you ignorant. I'm going to prove it to you. That's why you have seven day of Venice. Because they think they're resting on the seventh day. And the seventh day is a day that we should. You ain't in the old. My God, you in the new. And if you in the new, you don't pick no day. Don't cook. Don't clean. Daddy say starved in. Every day. It's a day of rest in him because he completed it, y'all. He finished it for us. And the Bible say it was finished. It ended. He rested from everything he made. Y'all better catch hold of this. It's already done in him. If he done it and he rested, then why aren't you resting? Because you don't trust in him. We say we trust in him, but when we trust in him, 
We depend on him. We rely on him and say, God, I don't have to do nothing to get something because you have already made it available for me. I'll give you, let me use Brother Willie. Brother Willie, when you're hungry at night and you know some apple pie in the refrigerator and you know your wife is asleep, right? She's resting. Only thing you see is that pie and it's there waiting on you. You're going to wish you had it or you're going to go get it. You're going to get that pie, right? He's going to get that pie. He ain't going to mess with his wife because he said he ain't enough for both of us. So I'm just going to eat the rest of it. And she won't even know it because she's sleep. Right? But see, when it comes to God, he make enough apple pie for all of us. So you can eat all the apple pie you want. Get fooled up on that apple pie. That's the word, y'all. Don't you get full of no apple pie. You blow up. So we know we got to stay full of the word of God. The more he stay full of him, he's going to begin to feel the presence of God coming through him. And that's how he's going to live his life. So when his wife walk up on him, she goes, ooh, baby, what's going on with you? He said, you know what's up. And it's the word. So this is what I'm telling you. Our problem is we ain't spending enough time in the word to know what we have. Because when you know what you have, you ain't worrying about what you got. See, this is your bank right here. And this bank is full of him. It's full of riches. It's full of glory. It's full of revelation. It's full of knowledge. Oh, it's so full of every nothing missing. Nothing broken because you already got it. You are carriers of his glory. So the more you make a connection with him, people are experiencing the manifestation from what you have connected from. If you're not making a connection, people are not going to really know who you are. You're going to live just like them because it ain't no demonstration. Ain't no power at work. Come on, you come in here to get taught these things, but you go out of here to bring demonstration and power through what you learn. See, this is what happened. You come in here to get revived. You come in here to get restored. You come in here to get replenished. You come in here to get the word. And when you get the word, you go home and meditate on what you got so you can make a connection with the word so your life will reflect on what you got. If there ain't no reflection, it's just like coming in here and not being here. It's time to reflect, y'all. So we got spirit, we got soul, we got body. Body's acting crazy, Willie. What's your name? Willie. Body acting crazy over there. You know why body acting crazy? Because this soul is in operation of doing what the soul want and supposed to be born again the soul have not connected with who they are now that they're in christ so the soul is still having parties still drinking still smoking still cursing but saying i'm still saved i wouldn't doubt that but when you truly have accepted jesus as your lord you're going to gravitate from that and you're going to begin to go in your word and you're going to begin to cry out and say god i don't want to live this way no more this is not who i am i need help that's why he gave you the holy spirit to help you so you don't have to be by yourself that's why when you get into the word and the word will show you who you really are. And the Holy Spirit will give you the revelation 
on who you are. Now I'm going somewhere. Remember, God got everything prepared. Then he put man in the garden that he had prepared for the man. The man was outside the garden first, y'all. But after he created man, which was Adam and Eve, he put them in the garden. So that way they were protected from what was outside of the garden. You are totally protected in him. When you go out, you got bodyguards. Guess what I found out the other day, y'all? I had a bodyguard. And the bodyguard was following me everywhere I go. And the bodyguard spoke to me and told me they were my bodyguard. Isn't that awesome? But guess who did the speaking? Little Jayana. She said, Mima. She told her granddaddy. I'm going with Mima because I'm her bodyguard. Okay. So the other day we was over there at their apartment. And next thing I know, she went ahead of me. My little girl stopped right there by the car. She said, do you need help with anything? I said, no, I got it. She said, okay, because I'm your bodyguard. Then she took off. But my bodyguard asked me before she took off, do you need help with anything? I'm going somewhere. God said that the angels are ministering spirits sent to minister to heirs of salvation. Are you an heir? Oh, no, you ain't. Because when you get in trouble, you ain't act like you got no protection. You ain't act like you got no bodyguard. See, that angel cannot move until the word is spoken. The angel cannot do nothing until the word is spoken. The angels are saying, do we go into retirement? Because we've been sitting here for a long time. They're never speaking the word. Matter of fact, they don't never open the word. And I'm just sitting here. But when you begin to meditate on that word and you begin to speak that word, the angels are hearkening unto the voice of the word, the voice of God, and they're carrying that word where that word need to be sent. Spirit, soul, and body. If you say you're sick, you'll be sick, right? You ain't going to deny that you're not. Because your body is feeling some kind of way. Fact is, my body is feeling a certain way. But truth told me through the word of God that by Jesus Christ, I was already healed. So I'm going to sit here and I'm going to meditate on what truth is saying. Truth is telling me that I was already healed even though I don't feel healed. Truth is saying, I'm already healed. Now, Holy Spirit, how can I already be healed if I'm still hurting? How can that be truth if my body is cutting up, Holy Spirit? Now, the Bible says, by Jesus, oh, wait a minute. Light just come on. By Jesus Christ, you were already healed. So it's by what he has done. That you already healed. So you ain't going on how you feel. You're going on what he has already done. So all of a sudden Tyson is saying, wait a minute. Though my body, I feel pain. 
I'm going to speak to pain and tell pain, you have no right to be here because the word says I'm not going to be healed. The word says I'm already healed. So pain, you got to go because the word is more powerful than you are. So I command you pain to go in Jesus name. I have the right, I have the authority because he has given it to me. So as Tyson is meditating more on what the word is saying and not on how he's feeling, all of a sudden the spirit of the living God, there's a quickening that began to take place and it began to radiate and then it began to hit the body and he's going through the, oh, thank you, Jesus. He didn't focus on how he was feeling. He went in faith knowing it was already done. And next thing he knew, it was gone. Because he grabbed hold to what the word said and not what the body was dictating. So when you go according to how your body is feeling, then you're not going to receive what you already have. Look at your neighbor and say, you already got it. Your bank account. Guess what? Your bank account may look empty. It may look like you don't have nothing in it. Your pocketbook, your piggy bank, you done emptied out everything that need to be empty. It's nothing there. But the word says, beloved, I wish above all things that you should prosper and be in good health, even as your soul shall prosper. So Tyson is saying, wait a minute. You say, who? I'm beloved. You say, I'm beloved. And you wish above all things that I should prosper. Oh, wait a minute. That I shall prosper. It's a done deal. I'm already prospering outside the way my bank account look. So I receive what he said I already have. So Tyson is living a prosperous life outside of what his bank account is saying because he knows who he belonged to. So it's by faith, y'all. It is by faith. So if you're not renewing your mind according to the word of God, even though you have everything, it's not going to flow through you so you can live according to what you have. God say the missing ingredient, y'all, is the word. You cannot do nothing outside the word. Y'all can have a seat. I'm going to continue this. I want to show you something. So we see you a three-part being, spirit, soul, and body. We see that everything we need comes from your spirit. In order for it to flow from your spirit, your mind has to be renewed. But I want to show y'all this. Go with me to 2 Peter. 2 Peter, the first chapter. This is what's happening in the body of Christ, y'all. This is why people are serving the same God and getting different results. Listen at this. Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ, who, who did he recognize he was? A servant, someone that was out to do God's will and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained. Guess what? Have obtained, meaning you already what? Have it. Like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. So what Peter is saying, we have the same faith that Peter has. 
that mean y'all remember when he was going to the temple and he saw the lame man and he said such as I have I give it unto you look on us Peter that was his faith on the inside of him guess how his faith rose up because I'm, I'm gonna get to this point we have the same faith that Peter have y'all so when you read about Peter the same thing Peter's did you can do as well you don't have to be asking God for the same thing that Peter had because you got it when you got born again he has given all of us the same measure of faith quit asking God to increase your faith everybody got the same measure and I'm gonna talk about great faith the reason why it said that in the word of God but when we get to the part this is how it works y'all listen at the next verse grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord grace is unmerited undeserved favor that you didn't have to work for peace is your well-being that's just that total package salvation healing deliverance everything you need that's in peace but Peter is saying that gets multiplied unto you that mean it increase let me tell you what he's talking about the more knowledge you have of the Word of God the more you get to know God and Jesus the more people see you operating and increasing in the things of God the more knowledge you have of God the more healings you'll see the more deliverance you'll see the more prospect this is why miracle temple if you want to know the truth I'm excited about my God if God said it I'm crazy enough to believe it why because I got my head in the good book and if the good book says done it's done outside of what it looked like and outside of what it appeared to be so if your apostle your pastor your teacher your evangelist your prophet say it's already done I should have an army behind me grabbing hold because they have the same knowledge the same word that I have to say yes it's done I'm helping y'all to let y'all understand some people's being saying why it ain't working the word always works. the word never quit working God said he ceased work y'all he didn't work with his hands he ceased everything because it was finished it was nothing else Calvin to be done healing was complete deliverance was complete prosperity was complete I ain't going back and complete something that's already complete so the more knowledge Jennifer Porter the more knowledge you have of him which comes through his word you will see increase I'm gonna give y'all another example go with me to the book of Acts Acts the fourth chapter verse 32 and the multitude of them that believed and the multitude of them that what believed were of one heart one soul neither said any of them that ought of the things which he possessed was his own they had all things common let me read it again and the multitude of them that believed, how did they come into belief when you go back to Acts chapter 2 and when Peter began to do that sermon y'all 
when Peter began to talk about the death, the burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, he began to deliver that message with boldness. People began to get pricked in their heart, saying, what must we do? And what's Peter told them? And they got born again. They got baptized in the water and baptized with the fire of the Holy Ghost. And they became disciples, and they were being taught up under those apostles. That's when they become on one accord. They had a made-up mind that whatever they say, that's what we're going to do. Because they trusted the apostles. Why did they trust them? Because they seen the signs. They seen the wonders that was coming through the word. Now listen at this next verse. Verse 33. Here's the one. Listen. And with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And great grace. Y'all see great? Great grace was upon them all. Great grace. Grace is everything God has. So they knew him to the point of, y'all, of grace increasing, of peace increasing. Why? They were seeing more healings. They were seeing a lot of things because they knew about the resurrection. They had knowledge of all of these things. Why? Go with me to 1 John. Listen at 1 John. Chapter 1. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and our hands have handled of the word of life. For the life was manifested and we have seen it and bear witness and show unto you that eternal life, which was with the father and was manifested unto us. They seen it. They heard it. What this is saying is that they had a relationship with God. The more intimate your relationship get with God, the more of grace you're going to see. The more peace you're going to see. The things coming from grace. You're going to see more healings. You're going to see more deliverance. You're going to see more prosperity. You're going to see joy. You're going to see an increase in all of these things because you have come to know him. Jesus said in his prayer, this is eternal life, that we may know God in Jesus Christ. That's what eternal life is. It's knowing him, y'all. The enemy does not want you to have an intimate relationship with God because the more of the relationship that you have with God, more of the things that you're going to do for God. He don't want no increase. He want decrease in the house of God. He want people to think nothing is happening. That's because, let me tell you what's happening. Your hearts have become hardened. They have become more sensitive to the world than to God. Because when your heart is hardened, the word is coming, but it's not penetrating. Because you have focused more on things of the world than on the things of God. How do we know the heart is hardened? Because when somebody says something out the way, you become very offensive. The word should come up, not offense. So this is what's happening in the body of Christ. If things are not happening in your life the way they need to be happening, I'm going to tell you what the problem is. You don't have the knowledge. Knowledge comes with experience, meaning that you have experienced him. How have you experienced him? You can't get nobody else to experience what you ain't experienced. Y'all can't go no farther than where I am. I can't take you no farther than where you want to go. That's why God move on from you. Yeah. God ain't messing around no more, y'all. Either you want it or you don't. I ain't got time to keep feeding babies. 
I ain't got time to keep babysitting. Because there's people out there that want this word that you're getting. It's people out there. The Bible says, if you're hungry and you're thirsty for righteousness, you shall be filled. That is a promise. God want the ones that saying, God, I'm crying out because I want to see increase. This is why when the woman with the issue of blood, she heard that word. She began to meditate on that word. And as she began to meditate on that word, she began to do what the word was saying. She began to grab hold to the word. As she grabbed hold, the issue was resolved. If your issue ain't been resolved, it's because you have not caught hold yet. And the reason you ain't caught whole yet because you ain't resting in what's already been done. You still trying to figure out how to get it done instead of saying, God, I'm going to stand still and wait. Because there's nothing I can do but trust in you. Y'all, this is what happened in Egypt. This is so hilarious. God gave all of them the same promise. All of us in here have the same promises, right? All of our promises in him is yes and in him is amen. In who? In Jesus, right? So when God gave them a promise, he gave it to Abraham and he told them they were going to go to the promised land. All of them had the same promise. All of them heard the same word. Is that not true? All of them heard the same word, but there were still graves in Egypt. Heard the same word, but there were graves in Egypt. So God had to take the next generation and take them to the promised land. Heard the same word, but there were graves in Egypt. You're hearing the same word, but God said there's graves in Miracle Temple. Hearing the same word, but it's some graves in Miracle Temple. Because if you don't want to move, I'm not making you move. Because if I'm doing what I'm supposed to do to teach you and give you the word, it's for you to go home and take that word and experience the word for yourself. See, we get excited. There's, there's what? Different grounds in Miracle Temple. There's stony, there's rocky, and then there's good ground. There's wayside too. And each of those grounds had different situations. Some of them received the word with joy, but when affliction and things came, guess what? The word was taken away. So when things come up in your life, when finances come up in your life, you have joy for a moment. You received it, but the word was not put in your heart. So when the word came, it was taken up. Why? Because you were more focused on your finances. You were more focused on what you were going to do instead of what the promise said. So this is why everybody in here is in different places. This is why some people can't talk to people the same. This is why you got to sit here and ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, how do I approach Darlene today? Holy Spirit, how, how do, this is an example. How do I come to Darlene today? I, I don't know what to do. So I get to the point, I don't say nothing to her. Hmm. Can't say nothing to her. Every time you say something to her, she got a red flag up there that say offense. Now this is an example. That's because if Darlene ain't where she's supposed to be, Every time I come to her and ask her something, she doesn't put up that offense. So this is what I'm telling you, y'all. The enemy know where you are. But it's up to you if you want to come out of the place that you're in. We got to quit playing church and be the church. Quit playing the church and be the church. Be about God's business. 
So when we look in the word of God, we see what they did. And when we go back, they had increased through the word. The woman with the issue of blood, he called that great faith. Why? She was grabbing hold more than the Israelites were, more than the people that was under covenant. Then you look at the centurion. He wasn't part of the covenant. But he said, just speak the word and my servant shall be healed. So his faith stood above the rest because he trusted more in the word than what he was seeing. And guess what? If you have not gotten there yet, let me tell you how you get there. Can I help you? Through my lifetime, y'all, I didn't just start out believing the way I should. I ain't gonna lie. It was tough. I had to go through some things. But when I made up my mind that, God, I got to trust you more than I trust what I'm trusting in, that's how I come up with the sermon. If you let go of it, it'll let go of you. Because every day I was babysitting it. Y'all, I'm speaking the word, but it was still following me everywhere. So my thing was, I'm going to go to God and I'm going to tell God about it. But one day I went to God and thought I was doing something. Oh, God. Oh, God, when are you going to help me? Oh, God, I'm speaking the word. And I heard the Holy Spirit say, you need to let go of it. Father, I let go of it. He said, no, because you're still babysitting it. I said, no, I'm not. He said, yes, you is, because every time you come in here, you're talking to me about it. He said, if you let go of it, you wouldn't be talking to me about it. He said, letting go of it is realizing that it is gone and you're giving me glory because it ain't there no more. So God is saying, if you have not gotten to that place, it's because you have not ceased to work. Go with me to Hebrews. Y'all, like Daddy said, he told y'all I was long-winded. He spoke it. Now you're really getting it today. But the apple don't fall far from the tree. (laughs) Hebrews, the fourth chapter, verse 9. Listen at this. There remain therefore a rest to the people of God. For he that is entered into his rest, listen at this, he also have ceased from his own works as God did from his. Let me read it again. For he that has entered into his rest. When you enter in, when you enter into something, you enter in through a door, right? He is the door. He have ceased. That means stop. Everything is stopped from his own works. But this is what we do, y'all. Let us labor, therefore, to enter into that rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. You know what labor means there? It don't mean work. It means make an effort. How do I make an effort to enter into this rest of the things God has provided? Through the word. That when things pop up in my life, I go to the word. I go to see what the word is saying and not go on how I'm feeling. That's how I enter and that's how I labor. That means I'm making every effort. Let's say I'm standing with my finances. And as I'm standing with my finances, I'm lining up with what the word of God is telling me to do. The word is telling me to give. But in my, when I'm looking at my bank, it don't look like I can give. But guess what I'm doing? I'm making every effort with the Holy Spirit to continually give outside of what I see. That's how I enter that rest. So when the devil is saying, if you give that, then you ain't going to have enough. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. I have abundance and no lack. That's how I make every effort. I make it through the word of God and not through what my bills are telling me. Bills going to always talk, y'all. They're going to talk. You'll sit 
situation is always going to be talking to you. But if you want to labor, you're making every effort to enter into what's already done. I trust you more than I trust what's talking. So if I can trust you by giving into what I need to give into, then I'm entering that rest because I ain't going on what my finances is saying. I'm going on what my heart is telling me to do. That's the labor that you do. And you keep doing it. And guess what? As you keep doing it, you begin to see manifestation. You begin to see increase. I use an example, Apostle Cross. As y'all know, Apostle worked for you haul For how long? About a year. Apostle worked at U-Haul. She was diligent in what she did. She kept it moving. Even when they didn't pay enough to pay her rent, she had to stand, believe in God. But as she stood, I never forget when the Lord had the song sung moving in my direction. I said, all right, now he's moving in your direction. So every time the song was sung, Apostle took it to heart and said, it's my season. He's moving in my direction. And guess what? He's continually moving in her direction. And this is no joke. Outside of what her finances look like, she still gave. Outside of how she felt or what it looked like, she still gave. Why? Because she stood on the word of God. She made it every effort to enter into that rest outside of what bills look like, outside of how she felt. Not only with that, even with her body. I remember Apostle was telling me she was on her way to a meeting. She had a three-night revival. The first night of her revival after she got off work, got ready to leave out the house, she said, I became so dizzy. It was just like I couldn't make it. But she entered, she labored. What did she labor on? By Jesus Christ. I was already here. I'm going to do a work for the Lord. It ain't about how I feel. It's about what his word said, and she got through it. What am I say, telling you today? If you don't get the word in you, meditating on that word. This is what God told Joshua. Moses is dead. You cannot depend on Moses. But the same thing I gave Moses, Joshua, I'm going to give it to you. I want you to observe to do all that's written in this law. He said, how you do that is by meditating on it day and night. As you meditate on it day and night, you shall prosper. You shall have good success. If we're not meditating on this word day and night, y'all, you're not going to prosper. You're not going to have good success, even though it's already yours. You can't just say I'm saved and not get renewed. You cannot just say I'm born again and not get renewed. In order for your life to change, your heart has to be changed. In order for your heart to be changed, everything that's in it that's not like him have to be rooted up because he gave you a new heart, but you got blockers there blocking you from receiving what you already have. So all of that stuff has to be uprooted first. And it takes work. That's your labor. Your labor is getting into the word of God and meditating on the word of God. And what else helped you? Getting revelation knowledge. When you get revelation knowledge of the word, then you begin to get manifestation from the word. Not just what you believe. I'll give you an example. If I tell apostle something that God has told me, and apostle haven't gotten there yet, she's not going to understand what I'm saying. 
She's going to continually do it like she felt like it needed to be done. But I'm doing it according to the revelation that come through the word. So apostles see an increase in my life. And she's wondering, I'm speaking the same word, but why am she increasing and I'm not? Because God gave me revelation from that word. He revealed it. He uncovered it. So what am I doing? I'm going by what he's telling me through the revelation I received. If you have no revelation, if you have no understanding of the word, it is not going to work for you. This is why we have some people on one level and some people on the other. And if you just go on what you think, you're going to throw somebody else off because that's your thinking. That's not what the word said. You got to know what the word is saying. You can't put everybody where you are because everybody is not where you are. If you are word minded, just because they save, they may not be word minded. So they don't want to hear what you got to say because they ain't word minded. They're worldly minded. So you can't beat them up with it. You just have to give them what the word says and begin to pray on their behalf. So y'all, the root of the situations that's going on in your life is you trying to work it out. And it's a lack of the word. You can be in the word, but if the word ain't in you, it don't work. You can have somebody quoting the word from the front to the back, but it still ain't working because ain't no revelation, ain't no understanding, ain't no knowledge behind it. They don't have knowledge of God. They have not become intimate with God. They're speaking it from the head, but it ain't coming from the heart. So it's not going to work. So many people are so ignorant concerning other folk because they think they know the word. When you know the word, you live in the word and you see increase from the word. If you ain't seeing no increase from the word, because he said grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and Jesus Christ, our Lord. It ain't going to be multiplied until Guess what? I'm going to close. I'm going to close. I love the word. Go back to 2 Peter. Verse 3. Chapter 1, verse 3. Listen to this. According as his divine power have given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. Through the knowledge of him that have called us to glory and virtue. There it is, y'all. You got to know everything that God has given you in order for things to work effectually in your life. And that comes through knowing him, being intimate with him, experiencing him for yourself. Quit trying to go out and heal somebody and you taking Tylenol. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to lay it out there. If you ain't experienced him without Tylenol, why are you telling them to shut down their medication? Just go t- tell them, I take me a little bit of Tylenol, a little bit of this, that, and other two, but that's besides the point. God is still here. <laughs> Just tell them that. Tell them the truth. Don't be telling them to shut down nothing and you pop, and then you say, you got any water? It's time for my medication. Don't be lying. Tell the truth. Then, he's a healer. Come on, elders, let's pray. No, you stay right there with your bottle. We're going freelance today. The elders, we're going to take some oil. That's all we taking. Leave your pocketbook, your vitamins, and everything home with you. Because we're going to let them know how God's going to manifest through us the power of the resurrection. Y'all, come on. We got to get on one accord. Amen. It's time out for playing church. Quit lying to people. Quit telling people to get off medication. If they have to take it, they need to take it until they get to the place where they can hear God for themselves. Because some people get off of it and they die. God, give you some help now. 
But once you get to know him and his resurrection and his power, you ain't looking for that no more. But until you get to know him, you better keep it. Quit trying to do like everybody else is doing. So resting is resting in what he has already done. That's the true rest of God. And if you have not gotten there yet, you can through the word of God. You can get there even through speaking in tongues, y'all. The more you speak in tongues, it builds you up in your most holy faith. I want to tell you something, though. Don't be speaking in no tongues that ain't in the word. That's foolishness. Because the word is what bring those tongues, make them fruitful in your life. When you speak the word of God, when you're in the word and you begin to speak in tongues, you begin to get revelation through the word of God, through those tongues. So, y'all, it's a lot. And guess what, Miracle Temple is just, I'll put back at ground zero with some people. It's starting all over again. Because you done forgot your first love, which is Jesus Christ. It is time to get into the word. Let the word get in you so you can begin to enter into the rest that was already provided for you through God and our Lord Jesus Christ. When Jesus died, he said, it is finished. Y'all, it is finished. It is a done work. Take what God has already done and apply it to your life. And doing all, stand. Doing all, stand. Continually to stand. Come on, give God a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. At this time, we're going to ask the visitors to stand. And after the visitors, can we please do our announcements? After that, we do our tithes and offerings, and then we will dismiss with our blessing. Can we have?